Hello and welcome to another episode of our Audacious Learning Ways podcast series with Roy and Ian. My name is Ian Tate. We're going to be with you throughout the series and for those of you who don't know him, Roy is a Delta resident, volunteer board member of the North Delta Business Association, and former president, chief marketing officer, and entrepreneur with over 40 years of successful and unmatched executive leadership experience in every aspect of business. His latest book in the Be Different or Be Dead series is titled The Audacious Unheard of Ways I Took a Startup to a Billion in Sales, and we've decided to use it as a guide and cornerstone of our association. In fact, every new member who joins our association receives a copy for free. Today's How to Be Different tip is how to get more business from your local markets. And it, uh, it's really quite, uh, quite good timing as we head into the fall, that's for sure. Good morning, Roy. Morning, Ian. How are you today? I am very well, thank you. Despite the uh, overcast uh, weather conditions outside, you know, everything's sunny inside and I'm speaking with you. So there we go. <laughs> uh, so, so, so how to get more business from local markets. I'm sure that's something that's uh, been a bugbear of businesses, both large and small in any community that uh, we know of and who any business owner who might be listening today. So Roy, in your experience, what's the critical challenge that a business faces today in growing their revenues yeah so i i think the i think one word that basically defines it is differentiation ian um i i think differentiation the ability to avoid being like every other business uh providing basically the same products and services and competing on price is is really essential uh, for any business to be able to grow i mean today the markets are cluttered with sameness, everybody claiming to be better, everybody claiming to be the best, or number one at something, but rarely offer anything profoundly unique. And that's the key. The challenge here for any business wanting to grow is to discover what people care about and deliver it in a way that nobody else does. Being the right. only ones that do what you do, uh, not being the best. And so if, if, if people listening to this take away one and only one thing, Okay, in terms of, of a hint and a secret to growth, it's differentiation. And we're going to talk a lot more about that because uh, I've got a lot of experience in it and it's definitely worked for me. Exactly. So like anybody who's looked at our podcast page and see that book of matches, you want to be the one with the red top in a sea of black tops, as it were. Or like yourself, Roy, you want to wear a pair of red sneakers. Right. <laughs> That's right. And yeah. out for the crowd. Differentiate your feet. Differentiate your feet. Anyway, so so we know differentiation is critical to success. How does a business go about creating a differentiation strategy? Yeah, so it's pretty uh, straightforward in my experience, at least, and it definitely works um, the way it should. But it all starts out with having a plan. You need you need a solid plan. And in my particular case, I created this um, concept called a strategic game plan. Uh, to basically define uh, the end state that we are looking for. Now, the strategic game plan, uh, and we're going to talk more about this in other, in other podcasts, is really quite simple. It, it asks three questions. One is how big do you want to be, which is really how much revenue do you want in 24 months? So that's your growth goal, if you will. The second question is who do you want to serve? And that's all about the, identifying the target customers that you intend to get that revenue from. The third question is critical is how are you going to compete and win? And this is where we get into this only strategy and this whole issue about differentiation. 
And it begins with the question, uh, what does the customer target group that we're after, what do they care about? Okay, because it's all very well to be different, right? But if it's not being different in something that people care about, then clearly you're going you're gonna to miss the mark. And so you have to spend a lot of time once you've defined your target market, figuring out what they care about. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm making uh, a specific point about the word caring. It's not about what they need because the needs market base is highly contested now anyway. So, I mean, people are always competing on needs. And the problem is it's hard to differentiate on needs because everybody's fundamentally doing the same thing. However, right. when it gets to caring, you're now entering kind of an emotional dimension. There are very, very few people, organizations, uh, seek to compete in. And yet it's the most powerful one. People buy on emotion. Okay. So in this whole process of setting up a game plan, you need to figure out what your who, in this case, your target market, care about. Once you understand that, then you, then you start to prepare uh, an only statement. Now, I want to make a point here. An only statement can be about who you are, but it can also be who you need to be. And, and I call this reframing the business because you may very, very well find out that um, the who demands or cares about something that right now you're not. And so the issue is if you want to play to that space and you have to because your, tar your target market will, is, is going to be um, the engine of revenue growth that you declared, if you want to play right. that game, you need to figure out how you can reframe your business to get into that caring segments. And so once you're able to do that, and we're going to talk about an example uh, later, once you're able to do that, then then you're in pretty good shape. Now, here's an example, okay, of an only statement that actually is the result of a of a business reframing themselves. And the right. the the um, the only statement goes like this. Marine Co. is the only complete service partner committed to delivering solutions to grow a boat dealer's business. Now, this was a business that thought they were in the business of selling boats. We reframed them, okay, once we understood what the boat dealer cared about, which is growing profits, we reframed their business into being the only one that, that delivers solutions, growth solutions to boat dealers, and nobody else does that. And once we got there, it was, it was miraculous. I mean, the energy that suddenly, you know, was at play there and, and, and it's working. I mean, they are truly unique in a way that their, their target market cares about and well uh, on the way to growing their business to unimaginable levels. Must buy that little twist of saying we're B2B, not B2C, and we've got our market. We know the people that are going to be caring about, that we need to care about. And how do we go about serving them? So it's uh, it really brought it into a really sharp focus by the sounds of things. And not surprising, they had the reaction that they did around the table, I guess, eh? Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, everybody lit up because they never thought about it that way. And so the whole notion right. of reframing, it, you know, you, you may need to be something that you're not now. That's what this reframing thing is all about. And, right. and you just can't walk away by saying, oh, I'm not that. Therefore, I'm going to claim to be better, blah, blah, blah. You can't do that because if you want to grow the business, the differentiation piece, as I've said before, hugely important. And there's a way to get at it. Okay. I've gotcha. created yeah. a way to get at it. And it's pretty simple and straightforward. And yet it's amazing that very, very few organizations do it. Hmm. 
Excellent. Well, let's get on to another question. Um, so what are the key actions a leader must take to ensure their business grows? Yeah. So I just want to repeat what we just said. Okay. A leader must make sure they have a plan, must make sure that they've got a, an only statement based on uh, making their business relevant to what the who cares about, whether it's who you are now or whether it's who you need to be. A leader must make sure that happens at the very beginning. If it doesn't, then you're going to be in for 100 miles of a really tactically bad road, okay? It's just the growth that will be really, really difficult to come by. And so let's get that done. Um, the second point I want to make is the leader must focus on execution. I mean, this is about a world that is so chaotic and so uncertain and so unpredictable. It's really hard to sort of get it right in however people define that. So my in my world, it's getting it just about right and then executing as flawlessly as you can. So the leader must make execution matter. In fact, it must take priority, quite frankly, over the plan. So spend 80% of your time on execution, 20% of, of your time defining your, your your strategy in in kind of just about right terms uh, and then uh, and then the the actual execution in and of itself in my experience will make you different because very 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 few people have that kind of focus the third thing is determining line of sight leaders must make the strategy relevant to each and every employee in their organization I call it direct line of sight typically you get a new strategy Right. And without going through that due diligence, sometimes people don't understand it. Sometimes people define their roles incorrectly. And so you get organizational dysfunction. And so the leader must take that strategy and translate it to each and every employee in the organization. I'm serious. You got 10,000 people. You got to make it real for 10,000 people. I know it's hard work. Trust me. I did it. Okay, there's there's just copious of, of amounts of hours of hard labor that goes into this. But at the end of the day, people understand the strategy, they understand the role in the strategy. And isn't that what the leader is supposed to do anyways? I would suggest yes. The fourth thing I want to mention, okay, is that leaders must make customer retention matter. Okay, it's not about acquiring new customers to achieve growth. I want to make this point. Okay, the key aspect, a key plank in any growth strategy, Ian, is retaining the customers that you have, okay, making them loyal, doing whatever you can to keep them loyal for the next 20 years and growing the revenues that they give you each and every month, okay? And so the leader must say, okay, we're in the customer loyalty business. We're not in the business of going out offering special deals to get new customers who, who may very well leave us you know, in 12 months anyways, for a better deal. Okay, so get the plan right, reframe your business, focus on execution, get line of sight from that strategy to every employee and give customer retention and loyalty priorities. Those are the key actions that a leader must take. Well, not much. Anyway, it's an important task and, uh, and I can imagine that uh, that uh, you have some thoughts on how important customer service is to helping them achieve that business growth. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, probably the, the key driver of customer retention and loyalty is the level of service that is provided. Now, a lot of people refer to it as customer service. I don't. And I think, I think that we need to change the way we think about customer service. And let me explain. 
we frame it typically as service. I think we need to reframe it and think about it as serving. Okay, customer serving, right? You service cars, you service washing machines, you service, okay, you serve people. The customer service, quote unquote, or serving business is all about serving people, taking care of them, providing experiences for them that they can't get anywhere else. And so in order to do that, you need a strategy. So I've created this process called customer serving strategy, and it was exceedingly useful for me uh, as we had a pretty big organization and a pretty big challenge to get from a startup phase to a billion in sales. So let me just kind of step you through that. There's two pieces to the serving strategy. The first is you need to deliver your core service flawlessly for 24, 7 by 365. And I'm going to explain what that is in a minute. Secondly, you need to dazzle them with the service experience. So the two pieces are core service. Now, what's a core service? A core service is basically a product or service without which you don't have a business, okay? Like it's uh, a meal. It's a book. It's detailing of a vehicle, right? It's cleaning gutters and windows. Okay, so if you're not doing that flawlessly, 24 by 7 by 365, you don't have a business and you will never earn the right to dazzle anybody because they're going to be so upset with you that your core service isn't being delivered. People expect, you know, your core service to work as defined, to meet requirements. The experience doesn't come from that. In fact, you can provide terrific meals and pe because people expect it, you're not going to make them loyal because, you know, you haven't done anything extra. Okay. So the dazzle piece, the service experience piece is basically what either makes them delighted or disgusted. And if they're delighted, they're leaning towards you and they're going to be loyal. If they're disgusted, well, we all know what, what, what happens when they're in that mode. Mm -hmm. Revenue growth. Okay, always comes from delivering your core services promised and at the same time delighting them with the process. So I want to I want to say that again. Deliver core services promised, then go that extra step and delight the customer with what they don't expect. Delight them with the with the way they feel, okay, about the process of engagement. Once you have that, okay, once you have that strategy in place, okay, then you look at what kind of action plan do you need to, to, to breathe life into this puppy to make it work? And the very first mm -hmm. thing you have to do is make sure you get your core service in shape. If your core service, if you're not delivering core service flawlessly, 24 by 7 by 365, then you will never dazzle anybody. You will never provide a delightful experience because they will bump into your core service mishaps and never have the opportunity to do it. Get your core service. Make sure the meals are, make sure the gutters are clean and make sure the process works first. Right. And then go to the second step, which is, okay, now that we've done that, we need a dazzle plan, I used to call it. What's the plan going to be here to delight people? And there's only one thing that I will mention here that, that I've uh, learned that is absolutely critical is that you really need to hire human being lovers. The key mm -hmm. to providing delightful service experiences starts with recruitment, you need to hire people that actually care about human beings, right? They can't be great programmers that, that would rather be taking inventory. They need people, right, driven by the, in, through their DNA, driven by the need 
okay, to take care of another human being. Because at the essence of customer or serving customers is exactly that. And, you know, we, everybody has run into situations where they've been in retail stores, right? And the, the, the level of service they get from a clerk or attention or empathy or whatever is, is absolutely non-existent. Well, how do you feel about that? You don't feel very good. So there's no way that you're going to capture loyalty without having human being lovers. So that would be the one thing. Okay. So sum it up. You need a serving strategy. Get your core service in shape. Get a strategy put together around Dazzle. Okay. Which is the service experiential piece. And within that, start out. Go take a look at your recruitment process. Make sure you're hiring people that actually like human beings. Hmm. Wow. Love those. Uh, Roy, what do you feel are the common mistakes that business leaders uh, make that prevent their businesses from growing? Yeah, and in a What's way- holding it's, them back? Yeah, and in a way, it's it's a little bit of, of uh, a summarization, if you will, of what we've been discussing so far. Is, is First of all, the biggest mistake is they don't have a strategy. Okay, they don't have a strategy that we talked about earlier, okay, where you're right. declaring growth goals, you're selecting a target market that has a potential to give you the revenue, and you're not differentiating yourself. So you really, you really need that. The second mistake, I would say, is people spend way too much time uh, on benchmarking, uh, which is just another way of saying copying others. I mean, revenue growth is about innovation. It's not about copying. Okay, and so... Put quit quit gargling Google if I can say it that way. <laughs> put 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 Google down and start to 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 innovate. Okay, coming up with with new things. I mean, the very fact that people think that copying is a source of in, uh, innovation is nonsensical to me, anyways. And so, don't benchmark. The third thing I would say is change your hiring processes for serving customers. We just we just talked about that. Exceedingly important. You can't grow if you can't retain customers. You can't retain customers if you can't provide them with, with emotionally driven, delightful experiences. And you can't do that with people that don't like human beings. So get the get the the, the practices for hiring done. The 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 next thing I would I will mention is take a look at your your rules and policies. Okay, a lot of, and I call them in this case, dumb rules, which would be a rule that, that simply doesn't make any sense to customers. Take a look at your rules and policies. Make sure that they right. enable customers to transact with you, not disable them. And in many cases, uh, that disablement is, is a core service issue. And when they take a hit on a rule that they think is stupid, they tell everybody else how dumb you are. And, and so loyalty is threatened. So take a look at those and involve your customers in those as well. And the last thing uh, I will I will mention here is um, one of the biggest mistakes, uh, I think, to growth is that businesses tend to continue to rely on price discounting under the belief that when you discount prices, you actually are going to make your business healthier. And it's a, it's a fallacious notion. Price discounting, which everybody does, uh, yeah. makes your value not matter. Because when your prices approach zero, the message you're sending to the market is your value is approaching zero. That's not what people intend, but that's the inherent uh, kind of message that goes on with price discounting. What you want to do is you want to provide substantial value to command premium prices in the marketplace where margins are healthy and revenue growth uh, ensues. Um, 
And it's hard to do when the herd is doing nothing but discounting, okay? And so um, the mistakes to avoid, you, you need a plan, stop benchmarking. You need to hire people for experiences. You need a rule system that enables people to transact, not disables them. And lastly, you need to be searching for ways to increase your prices by adding value, not reducing prices and competing on price. And you know, it's a, it's, it's a, a really interesting path forward for any business owner who's listening to this right now. Uh, you know, they, 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 they have to take one step at a time and uh, you know, there's a roadmap forward. So uh if people need that kind of support, uh, it's already there. Oh, and by the way, Kill Dumb Rules is uh, was number 10 in our uh, podcast series. So people can tune into that specialized program as well. So um, northdeltabusiness.ca slash podcast, and they're all there. Uh, last question, Roy. In your journey to grow a business to a billion in sales, what were your top three priorities? Yeah, so I'm basically going to summarize, uh, uh, you know, some of the points. Uh, the first one is all about differentiation. You cannot grow if you're the same as everybody else. You will grow uh, unbelievably fast and well if you're different in a way that the who cares about, right? So that's the first one, differentiation. Second is you need a game plan. You need a strategic game plan that, de that declares uh, how big you want to be in terms of growth who you want to serve in terms of, of target customers and what they care about and how you're going to compete and win, how you're going to be the only one that does what you do. And as I said earlier, this may involve reframing your business. In fact, a lot of times it does because who you need to be isn't who you are. So you need to reframe yourself. And this is not an impossible task. It's very, very doable, but you have to go through that process. You need to focus on high value customers and you need to premium price, okay, within the whole strategic planning process. And lastly, and we just talked about this, you need a customer serving strategy that's focused on making sure that your core service is healthy. And then you have a, as well uh, a strategy to, to inculcate the right behaviors uh, in your organization that, that provide delightful experiences, not disgusting ones. So those would be the three that I would offer, Ian. Super. Well, Roy, that's uh, that's a wrap. Um, and we hope our listeners enjoyed it, too. We'll be back again soon with another How to Be Different tip as part of our Audacious Learning Ways podcast series. In fact, folks, the next one is how to create a strategic game plan for your business in just 48 hours. So tune in. Anyway, have a great business day. Goodbye, Roy. Bye, Ian. <laughs>